Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, the Players Club. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built for tough. Welcome back. Training Camp 2023 is on the air thanks to Ting Internet, guys. If you live in Centennial, make Ting your Lightspeed Internet provider for as low as $89 a month. Go to ting.com slash centennial for more info. All right. Get into the second hour here. The uh, the cars are, are lining up. The cones are set up. Again, don't do the U-turn. You know that U-turn when you're coming down Peoria, turns into Broncos Parkway, come up to Potomac. Don't do the U-turn right in front of the facility. You might get popped. That Even would... if you don't see a cop, don't yeah. do the U-turn because I, I feel like they might have cameras at that intersection just watching yeah. live feed yeah. come get you later on down the road. Yeah, so uh, watch what you're doing. Obey all traffic laws. Come on down here and check out practice. The berm's starting to fill up. We can see the berm from across the street where we're sitting. Um, all right, so... The games are finally upon us, and we're going to get to see what this Denver Bronco team looks like against another team. Now, practice is scripted. You guys got to remember, they create a script for every single practice. Um, and before we get into Sean Payton talking about what he wants to see and what he doesn't want to see on Friday night, Orlando, I've been hearing another one of the narratives we've been hearing the last couple of days is, look, they're not um, calling the offense. They're running plays, and that's why it doesn't. You're laughing already. That's why it doesn't look good. Okay, um, in my opinion, you script a practice so you can see, so these plays can work, or yeah. you can give them a chance to work. Mm. Okay, you're not up against like some in- unconquerable foe in practice when you run these plays. You are scripting these plays so they can have a chance to work. Yeah. So what do you think about the idea that it doesn't look good because they're running plays and not the offense? So even before that, Nate, I think that, you know, each and every play is designed with the thought process of there's something there's something to that can happen or there's an outlet for each coverage that the defense has thrown at you. There's an answer for anything they do. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm running this play and, you know, yeah, I want to see, you know, Russ throw the check down to Javante Williams. That might not be what the defense dictates depending on the coverage that the defense is playing. They might be playing cover three now, or they might be going zero, and you want Russ to take a deep shot. So you want to see your players, specifically Russell Wilson, does he have a great grasp of the offense where he knows where the ball is supposed to go? Okay, defense is playing cover two right now. I got to get the ball to Jerry Judy. Okay, that same play, defense is playing cover three. I got to get the ball to Cortland Sutton or throw him a catchable ball, right? So for me, every passing play is designed with a outlet. doesn't matter what the defense gives you. Right, and so when it, when a play doesn't work, when it's like, oh, there's nowhere to throw and I'm taking off running. Um, for me, I go to like the player best up. Somebody like messed that, up. Yeah, somebody yeah. messed up. Like, and, that, and you know what? To, to, to be fair, training camp is for messing these things up, right? Yeah. To go back in the room afterwards, look, watch the film, figure out what you did wrong, go back on the field the next day and try to correct it. Yeah. So that's what they're doing out here. So it, does it, is, do we expect it to look perfect? No. Do we expect to make completions and have plays work out here? Absolutely. And in the run game, I think they're looking for war daddies. I, I think they're looking for just 
tough you-know-whats out here where it doesn't matter who you put in front of me, I'm going to go get this done. I think that there are plays that are saying, hey, you know what? We're going to go four times right behind Ben Powers right here and see what what our shiny new toy could do for us. And it doesn't matter who's lined up in front of him. We're still going to go, and we're trying to attack this gap. And can this player stand up and, and have success, knowing that, hey, he's dog-tired? Because that's when you start getting calloused up. That's when you start now understanding that this guy is willing to put it on the line, and he's getting it done where there's nothing. You're, you're just doing it for you-know-what out here. You know, it's, it's you're not doing it for the fans. You're not doing it to win. Yeah. You're just doing it right now because you love the game of football. It's you love the physicality it's in your blood. You love stomping on right? someone's face. Exactly. Like, who so, are the war daddies? I, th- I think it's two different ways that you look at this thing when you call a offense. I think in the run game, it's about the war daddies. In the passing game, it's really about Sean Payton. It's really about Russell Wilson thinking like Sean Payton and knowing where the football's supposed to go. Yeah, and like Jake Plummer was talking about, you know, a lot of it is – at least in the first couple of weeks of training camp, is getting lined up right. Your alignment's correct. Your assignment's correct. You know where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there. The timing's on point. Not necessarily that everything works out perfectly, but the concept is internalized by everyone, and everyone's on the same page. So what does Sean Payton want to see this Friday against Arizona? Here he is. You know, you want to see, hopefully you want to see guys that are that are playing full speed and they know what to do and and. You know, you're able to evaluate them versus a different scheme. You know, we've been seeing the same offense or defense, so now we see a different opponent. Um, hopefully mental errors are reduced. And, you know, it's a game always with mistakes, so I keep talking to them about getting on to the next play, and that's important. Probably just as easy to answer the question is what I don't want to see. I don't want to see 10 guys in the field. I don't want to see uniforms off after we're done playing, sunglasses on. Gilligan's hats on, interviews during the game. Um, that's what I don't want to see. Raja is putting on his Gilligan's hat in defiance of Sean Payton's rules right now. So, uh, Raj, it would not fly. That would not fly on Sean Payton's watch. <laughs> but um, you, Sean, you're, you're talking, not in Sean Payton's house, Raj. That's right. Orlando, you're that's talking. That's why we're across the street. Your thoughts on those do's and don'ts. What stuck out to you more, the the idea of what he wants to see or the idea of what he doesn't want to see? Um, for me, idea of what he doesn't want to see. Because, um, you know, Nate, I was very fortunate to play seven years in the NFL. Every game that I was activated for but one, I was a starter. So, um, for me, I, I understood my alignment, my assignment, what was supposed to get done on this particular play. So for me, that like the wants is part of football. The things that he's talking about, that's the expectation. That's the standard. And if you're serious about football, you better be getting those things right. If you're serious about making this football team and having a job and being in the 1% as far as the, or the money that you're able to make playing this game, you better be getting those things right. But now when he starts talking about what he doesn't want to see, it's kind of like, come on, coach. Like, why can't I put a hat on? Like, I'm done. I'm done for the day. I get the sunglasses because I think that's ridiculous. Support your your teammates, man. So I can't support my teammates with a hat on? Nope. Really? No, because you'd be out there chewing sunflower seeds, BS, joking around, playing grab ass. Bro, that wasn't me. When I was was just as dialed into a football game for the younger guy that I was for myself because I wanted to coach that younger guy up. I wanted to tell that younger guy what I saw in the player that he was playing against. I wanted, I wanted all these guys to make football teams. 
You know, I remember when we had Mike Remmers here and, you know, going through training camp and he didn't get it. He didn't understand it. And he looked absolutely horrible. But I remember trying with him, Nate, and, and you know, it almost also made me very proud to see him be on a football team that was playing in a Super Bowl. Now, Vaughn absolutely demolished him in Super Bowl 50, and Remmers showed, like, why he didn't make our football team, because that's what was happening while he was here. But it was absolutely amazing seeing that guy be able to provide for his family, make it in the NFL, being an undrafted guy, and, and have a great, successful career in the NFL. So I wouldn't be one of those guys that wasn't locked in and helping out my teammates. Yeah, so I agree with you there, man. I mean, even Coach Shanahan's teams look if you're a starter and you're not playing he would allow you to, to do what you needed to if you want to take your shoulder pads off put on your jersey if you want to put on a hat if you want to hang out that, that was kind of a reward you yeah. know and but but it was earned it was earned and i think maybe in three to four to five years from now and sean payton's denver broncos team if they make some waves and they establish themselves as a respectable competitive organization every year you might see that come back okay so you're just saying just He's trying to establish the right now. Okay. Yeah, because none of these guys have earned it in his eyes yet. Okay, I, I, I'll jump on that. that. That's cool with me. Yeah. If that's the thought process, absolutely, Coach. You know what? We were the laughing stock of the NFL last year. You know, you're trying to, you know, refocus each and every individual where that just can't be, can't happen, and that's not the standard here. You're trying to change the culture. Okay, Coach, no problem. That's what we got to do. Uh, could I eat some sunflower seeds though? I, I can't. I got to be able to get a couple hot dogs at halftime too, right? Yep. You can have a hot dog. Just eat it in the back, uh, in the in the janitor's closet. Don't let the rookie see you because they're hungry. They're trying to make weight, <laughs> right? We've been depriving them of the hot dogs. So just do that on your own, Orlando. Okay. Sounds good, Coach. All right, um, guys. We are live here from Training Camp 2023 in the DenverSports.com zone. Thanks to our friends from Randy Ross Tennis Center right behind us. We appreciate you guys. All right. Sean Payton had a lot of interesting things to say yesterday, and he went on talking about um, how they're going to pr- uh, prepare for this game on Friday, and it's a little more complicated than you guys think. That's next. Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023, thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, the Players Club, powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric and built Ford Tough. Rock and roll, Brian playing air guitar over there. Yeah, this is right in his wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a mouthful of burrito and a handful of air guitar. <laughs> it's a good morning here at Training Camp 2023. If you guys are headed down here, uh, it's a beautiful day. It's not going to be too hot. Maybe a little cloud cover, but it's not even hot enough to need one. Mm. It's kind of cooperating out here, and we are live here from the DenverSports.com zone. As a big old truck rolls by, and we can see the berm filling up in the distance. Um, all right, so last year Nathaniel Hackett was doing this for the first time. And he was doing things that he thought would work when he finally got his chance. They didn't work. Um, and when you talk to Sean Payton or you hear him talk about his process, it's not about things he thinks will work. It's about things he knows will work because he's done it. He's tinkered with his process. He had his year one. He had his year two, his year three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. This is his seventeenth year as a head coach. He took a year off and went into the media last year and 
was able to internalize some of the lessons he learned as a head coach and now apply some of those things that he's come up with. So it starts here. This is his first opportunity on Friday to show what his system is going to look like. And here is Sean Payton talking about whether there will be a dress rehearsal for the game on Friday. Thursday's practice, Thursday, we'll, um, we'll come onto the field, you know, out of the, I think that's south, out of the south corner, and we'll paint the picture. Our bench is over there in Arizona. It'll be the first time they see what we do pregame, stretch-wise. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be game-like. You know, we'll go through all of that. They're going to go through a game scenario as a sort of walk-through thing to walk through exactly what it's going to look like. Yeah. This always blew my mind that we would waste time on this. So certain things in the NFL, I feel like you just, it's just an overkill. Like you walk into OTAs and they show you how to line up in the huddle. Dude, I've been doing this since I'm seven, I was seven years old. I know how to, I know where I, I line up in the huddle as the right tackle. Mm. You know, then we gotta start talking about these are our snap counts. Hey, Russ, get up here in front of the, th- the crowd, in front of the offense, and go through on one, go through first color, go through on two. I'm just there, like, okay, this is, uh, we're wasting time here. And this is always a practice that I've always laughed at as well, where we're going to go through the pregame warm-up. We're going to now jog on the field and basically use half a field because that's what they're going to do. And they're, they're going to warm up for practice like they would warm up for the game yeah. on Thursday. And it always just kind of blew my mind where it's like, hey, can we just take a bigger look at Arizona instead of you know wasting kind of these 30, 40 minutes as far as what we're going to do? Just how about this? Offensive linemen, new offensive linemen, follow what the other offensive linemen do. Uh, new DB that's cut leaving from college, follow what Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson is going to do. How about that when we go about it? Well, every every coach has a slightly different pregame routine, though, right? And ritual, and, and, and Sean Payton has to install it in the same yeah. way he would install a play. How different is it, though, Dan? Um, I don't know. Do you think it's drastically different? Probably not, but... but It's all like, hey, we're going to go out at a certain time, right? And then the big boys get to go out last. And then, you know, once the big boys get out there, kind of all bring it up and hype it up and then go stretch, right? I, I mean, I guess... Everything that these guys do out here is for the coaches. <laughs> you get on the field in the games, and it's finally time for the players yeah. to shine, right? Everything you do on a daily basis about the coaches feeling comfortable, what they're putting in and what it's going to look like on Sunday. And it never is going to always look like the coaches want on Sunday, whether it's this sort of uh, dress rehearsal thing or even just the plays and the way they script practice. Hey, Chad Brown, how you so doing, tough. man? What are you up to, man? That's a good-looking shirt. You want to jump on the Players Club, man? Yeah, Chad Brown. You got your Chad Brown show. Your white T-shirt on, and you yes. got your blue. Sh- they're not much better, but you're you're very you're low to the ground. You're, yes. you're riding low. We're talking okay. we're talking about the the dress rehearsal because Sean Payton just mentioned that. Look, they're going to practice coming out of the south end zone and getting set up for stretches like they are going to do in a preseason game, or what the game's going to look like for Sean Payton. Do you think that type of stuff is necessary? Oh, absolutely. If if the stretch process is all thrown off and people don't know where to go, that leads itself to, a, a, in my opinion, a, a, a sloppy preseason game. So every team I've been on at this point in the preseason, you have to go out and 
practice what we're going to do before the game. I mean, it seems ridiculous. Every player is warmed up for a game, but you warm up differently here. Uh, how many coaches are with the linebackers? How many coaches are throwing balls at a time? Is it just one coach? Is it three coaches? How many ball boys are involved? So we've got to get all that stuff down, they designated. Gotta... <laughs> That's right. Chad, you went to a practice last week. You get you get ready to go today. Um, obviously, last week it wasn't looking crisp, but people have said that Russ has strung together a couple days. Um, in your opinion, today when you go out there to practice, what will you be focusing most on? I'm going to see because the question last week was, you know, uh, how. How is Russ playing so poorly? What are the reasons why? And now, after hearing he's playing well, why is he playing well? Uh, I kept saying last week, I need to reserve judgment until I get a chance to see another practice. We heard that promo. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to today. To, now I can issue some judgment. Are things progressing as they should, or is this guy somehow trapped in what we saw last year? Uh, judging from what we've heard from other folks, I expect to see improvement. I expect to see everything operating at a higher level than what I saw last week. In the last week, things that were checking the box were the practice structure, the practice tempo, the effort of the players, but the individually the players weren't all performing great. Now, I expect to see those first two things again here today, but now I need to see some better individual performances from Russ, from certain receivers, from some of the offensive linemen, things like that. Sean Payton talked about Yesterday, he talked about trusting your eyes when you're evaluating the players you got. Forget how they got here. Forget how much money they're making. Their story that got them into this meeting room. We're all here together. Let's see what they do out there with our system. Conversely, not conversely, um, additionally, the quarterbacks are splitting reps 4-4-4 in a 12-rep period. Does that mean that there's a legitimate quarterback competition going on, that whoever plays best is going to be the starter at every single position, including the quarterback? I need to hear some context from Sean Payton why that is the case. Why do you think that is best? Uh, We all know that Peyton Manning famously didn't like to give up reps in practices or games. Um, Tom Brady, you know, he would have, I'm sure, accepted what Bill Belichick said but I don't think Bill would have only given Tom four reps unless there was a, a specific plan around that. So what was the conversation that Sean Payton had with these quarterbacks? How does Sean Payton think giving Russell Wilson the same reps as the two backups is going to make Russell Wilson better? Uh, I understand you, the backups need work. There's certainly uh, something to that. But at the same time, uh, I've had te- I've been on teams where the second quarterback stays behind practice to get extra reps. We're not taking away reps from our starting quarterback. We'll get you reps some other way, uh, number two or number three. So, uh, yeah, give me some context. Give me some understanding so I can wrap my mind around it from a football perspective because it doesn't fit with the experience I've had with some of the greats to ever play the game. I want to kind of double yeah. down on that. Um, so do you think uh, – do you think – after preseason one, should they go in a different direction, though, uh, with the reps with the quarterback position? Hopefully that's the case. Maybe this was just to get everybody a fair shot at learning the offense so these backups can go into preseason game number one and be able to go out there and execute. Hopefully it's something like that because with the only three preseason games, if you're are you going to play guys in, game, in week three? Is most of the action going to be in week two? Is week two going to be your mock game? 
where you as a coaching staff, you guys do all your game preparation. You watch tape. You you build a game plan. You do your install with the game plan like you would during a normal game week. If that's going to be week two this year, then Russell Wilson, I think, would move from four reps in a 12-play period to at least eight reps. All right, we're looking forward to hearing what you what you see out there. Are, are you on the drive today? Is that what's yes, going on? Yes, I am. All right, we'll be tuning in to hear you and D-Mac chop it up about everything training coach, camp. Coach? Ke- coach, did Sean pick? Listen, Josh well, Allen. Look, um, listen. Look, um, listen, there's <laughs> relative to practice today. Chad, appreciate you joining us, right, buddy. See you, fellas. All right, man, we're here live. You really like that accent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You yeah, guys are diving in head first. Yeah, man. You guys sound great at doing it. Thanks, man. Hey. I've went in my mirror and tried it out. It doesn't work out. <laughs> it doesn't sound that good. You just got to say, listen, and then pause for like three seconds and then say something. Okay. Look, we're here live from Training Camp 2023 in the com zone. Thanks to our friends from Con Construction, a commercial general contractor specializing in tenant improvement and design build projects for over three decades. That's Con. K-A-H-N construction.com. All right, Sean Payton had a lot to say over the weekend. Yesterday, Taylor Grimes, Zach Allen. We're going to do it all in the morning mixtape. Johnny, Johnny, yep, 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 next. The Players Club welcomes you into the morning mixtape with a look at the biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Orlando, Chad, and Nate. Go. If it is your birthday, Shorty, Tuesday, August 8th, happy birthday. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. Guys, Sean Payton has talked about whoever's performing, we're going we're gonna to go with those guys. Trust your eyes. doesn't matter how you got here. Pro- possibly the guy that embodies that idea the best, Taylor Grimes. Taylor Grimes has been balling out there. He's an undrafted free agent. Uh, rookie wide receiver out of Incarnate Word, who has been putting on a show every day. Here is Sean Payton talking about Taylor Grimes. You look for you look for traits. It's, it's somebody that can separate, and you know there, there's priority free agents. There's guys that you're looking to draft, and sometimes you end up signing a guy that may be a draftable player. But you know you're looking for some redeeming trait, and you know he's got real good football IQ. Um, separates well. Taylor Grimes earning praise from the head man. I've been a wide receiver trying to make a team deep in the depth chart, and you just hope you can make an impression every single day. Um, it's not just about the big plays, the flashy plays. It's about the consistency. You know, it's about knowing where you're supposed to line up and always being in the right spot, never jumping offside, um, doing the little things the right way. Do you think Taylor Grimes, Orlando, has a shot to make this 53-man roster? Absolutely. Uh, I remember a couple days ago when I went out to training camp, I had to say, who the heck is this number 13? Yeah. And then immediately some of the other moguls, Taylor Grimes. Yeah. Right? And then I... Fan favorite. Yeah. Throw, throw that in the, the old Google machine on our phones and okay. You know, um, incarnate word. What the heck is that? Oh, that's a college? Okay, let me start doing a little bit more of a deep dive. But what I noticed about this young man immediately, Nate, is his ability to separate. Smaller statue, 5'11", 188 pounds. You notice immediately when he's out there on the football field that he has that it factor. He's able to separate. Now, for me, there would be other questions. Is his body going to hold up? Can we put on a little bit more weight while he stays elusive and explosive? But as of right now, he can help this football team. 
We're not in the business of sending away players that can help this football team and letting other player people get opportunities to get a guy like that. So I think he makes this football team as long as he continues to do what he has been doing the first couple days of training camp, and that is show that he can put guys in a blender, create separation in the passing game, and that he's willing to block in the running game, even though he weighs 188 pounds. Yeah, that's the tricky part for a guy like Taylor Grimes because he's not going to be a significant special teams contributor. He's not going to be running down on kickoffs. He's not going to be on kickoff return. He's not going to be a gunner on punt, most likely, and he's not going to be on punt return either. So if he were to make the team and actually play, he would be as a number three receiver, right? Well, Stoke, you want to jump on and talk about this real quick? Because um, that is the challenge for a guy like Taylor Grimes, right? Because he's not going to be making because of special teams. But you're out there every day. Tell us what you're seeing here. No, no, he looks good, but... Why can't he play punt return? Oh, actually return? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he might be able to do that. But if it, he's not the returner, what else Can is he, he doing to contribute special teams? on special teams? Could he be a gunner? Too small. Pro- yeah, probably too small. too small. Yeah, you got to be able to split a double Kick team Kickoff returner, punt returner, possibly. But they got a lot of those guys. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, that will hurt him. You're, you're absolutely right. That will hurt him. What have you seen out there from him, though? I mean, he looks good. Yeah. He looks good. Um, Could he be a, a reliable number three? Could he be a, a brand, like a slot receiver Brandon Stokely? Well, let's not get receiver. carried away with ourselves. All right, let's slow, just slow <laughs> roll down over He's here. He's got a Stokely poster in his room. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I like what I see, but like we're, we're only a week into practice here. Let's see what yeah. he does in the games, what yeah. he looks like uh, here next week. But so far, it's been a good start. I, I think that's kind of where I'm at with him. So I'll have 188 pounds real quick. Um, you, you know, long grinding season, that you'd lose a ton of weight. Um, just where he's set at right now do you, and his ability to create some separation, do you think that they could put some weight on this guy Certainly. to help, help him? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, with the nutrition staff that they have and the, the, the point of emphasis this offseason of kind of upgrading all of that, the nutrition and the, 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 the weight coach and all the things that they did to kind of help these guys out to try to stay healthy. Um, but, you know, some guys, because I, I think he's a little bit shorter. What's his, is he 5'10"? Yeah, 5'10", 5'11", um, something like that. 5'11". Yeah, yeah, I mean, I came into the league like 193-ish, so okay. I, I think he'll be fine. You know, you, you don't want to get too heavy and too bulky. Uh, so um, it's going to be interesting to see what he looks like, because there's probably one or two spots left open, I yeah. think, in the wide receiver room, something like right. that. Right, you only got three guys, yeah. that you're four guys, that you're three guys that you're committed to now, right? Yeah. You got Cortland. You got uh, Judy, Judy and Mims, right? And you got Mims, yeah. and that's that's it now. What, what you had Tim Patrick, yeah. That's why I was kind of thinking you had Tim Patrick, but that's it. Just those three, right? So, yeah. so there's Marquez Callaway, there's Brandon Johnson. Right? Are Jonathan those two Virgil. you think fighting out? Out? out for I think. Well, I think Brandon Johnson's on the football team. Yeah. Like when you look at him out there, you put the clues together, like where they're running him and what group they're running, running with, with him. The ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he 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 will be on the football team. They like him a lot. You can tell. So. I um I think he'll be on the football team unless something happens. But injuries, we're still you know what three four weeks away before it really you have to do the final cut down day. So there are probably a couple spots left depending on if they keep five or six. What about Lil Jordan Humphrey and his just his body type that profiles as a special team guy like a Tyree Cleveland guy, but he's a better pass catcher than that. Yeah. Um. How do you see his prospects? Well, I, I think when you heard Sean Payton, he talked about him and Callaway the other day. And he uh, he said they need to pick it up. Oh, and yeah. I think that tells you all you need to know so yep. far. They haven't had a good start to camp. And those uh, are his boys from New Orleans. That's what he was saying. He's yeah, like, I, I expected more from them. Wow. Expected them um, to be the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah. And and right now they're not. So I think that tells you a lot about Callaway and and Lil Jordan. 
um, and, and the, at the start of camp so far and where they're at. Interesting. Mm-hmm. While we got here, I uh, got you here. One more question for you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. <Yeah. laughs> you didn't know you were going to have to do radio right now. No, no, no. No, this is, I'm not going to. You break. got my electric lights? I do not. Okay. I do not. Oh, I, do I don't not even know where to buy them. Back? So okay. I don't even know where to buy those. Uh, um, King Supers. Okay. Yeah. Let me help well, you out. King Supers. But you said the ones that the guy brought you were the wrong ones. So there's like a specific kind you like. Well, you, you know what's fine. They are. You know what's fine. They are. You took a picture of them. Nate's the guy that comes on the show is like, hey, I forgot my deodorant today, guys. Yes. Oh, so gosh. I don't know you how long you're going to be waiting for those electrolytes. You're going to be waiting for those electrolytes for a while. Okay. No, no, Mike. I'll get you that. I'll get okay. you that drink. Okay, thank no, you. my question is about these quarterbacks splitting reps, 4-4-4 four, four, four in a 12-play period. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on uh, on that process? Is it is he trying to create competition with these quarterbacks? Why is he doing that if Russell's the clear-cut number one? I think he's just trying to give you know these other guys reps because you, you got to evaluate the twos. Not just the second quarterback, but also the you know second group around him, um, and then you want to you know give Stidham some good reps. Backup quarterback's an important position. We see a backup quarterback play for the Broncos for the last it feels like ten years around here. So it's hard to stay healthy and have a quarterback play start seventeen games. So you want to get those guys reps down. Now, where I have a little bit of an issue is now Danucci. Like, why does he need four? If we get down to Danucci, we're screwed, right? I mean, season's over. <laughs> yeah. So like. I think Russ needs a couple more reps here. He gets four, and then it's like, okay, one completion, one run play, and I'm talking about team drills, uh, one incompletion, and then one batted pass. And that's Russ 14 plays. It's like, that's it? Yeah. And then we get to see Danucci and and Stidham, and it's like, uh, give Russ six. Maybe even seven sometimes. He needs more reps because it's new. Now, if this was year three or four for him, all right, cool. But uh, being year one, give him a few more reps. So, uh, But it doesn't look like they're going to do it. Yep. Great stuff, Stoke. Appreciate okay, it, guys. Stoke. And, you know, it's hard for us because we don't get to watch practice. We're doing this all the time, so we got to rely on, like, uh, on like DMAC and Cecil. So it's Dude. good to hear you yes, give your you, perspective thank as well, you. man. Thank you. And I'll get you that body armor. Okay. <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> thank you, Stoke. All right, guys. Uh, we burned right through that morning mixtape. Thanks to Brandon Stokely. We didn't have to hit on our other stuff. So appreciate you stopping by, Stoke, on your way out to training camp. Our broadcast from training camp 2023 is powered by the F- the Ford F-150 Lightning. It's a beautiful truck sitting to my right. Right now, I'm powering this whole operation all electric and built for tough. All right. We've talked about Russell Wilson. Enough about Russ. Who else will you be keeping a close eye on during practices this week? That's next. Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, the Players Club. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built Ford Tough. Some songs we play, rock and roll, Brian. Doesn't, doesn't move a muscle, but then some songs we play. Pulls out the devil horns and his tongue comes out. And he starts reliving the old days, the glory days, Brian. We used to be running the streets, taking no prisoners out there. We know how you are. And we appreciate you setting up this whole operation that we have here going on right across the street from Centura Training Center at the denversports.com zone. And we didn't get to it last segment, but um, Sean Payton has had some praise for some players, some big-picture philosophical stuff that he's talked about, um, putting eyes on guys out here and judging them based on what they do out here. Well, one of the main off-season acquisitions for this team on defense, Zach Allen, a guy who replaced Draymond Jones here last year. Draymond Jones was a productive player of this defense. He 
had six and a half sacks uh, for this team last year and um, got hurt late in the season. And there was a contract situation. And were we going to sign Draymond? Were we not? Well, we didn't. We let him walk and instead brought in Zach Allen. Um, and so far, he's impressed. And here is Sean Payton heaping some praise on Zach Allen. Man, he's smart. He's in the right gap. He's he's consistent. He's We had a player. I'm not comparing him to this player. They play different positions. Um, we had a player in New Orleans, Trey Hendrickson, that just was a handful, you know, with each snap, energy and effort. And Zach's that way, you know, down in, down out, um, you know, in, in really, really consistent. Um, it takes it takes a lot of energy, especially when you're playing inside to to play that way, you, you know. Um, and so he, he's got real good stamina. I've been I've been really pleased with him. It's got to feel good if you're Zach Allen to come out here and and you know trying to be trying to plant your flag on a new team. You, you got your defensive coordinator from your team you just came from, but that was an unsuccessful team. You want to prove yourself to a new coach, Sean Payton, it seems like he's done that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, remember, Zach Allen was my, this year, 2023 defensive line MVP. When we were That's right. That's right. I, I forgot about that. Um, I, I love what he brings to the game. He has a very fluent transition into his second pass, secondary pass rush moves. So when he is stopped at the line of scrimmage because he tried his initial thought process and it does not work, he transitions really well into now. He doesn't just stop there like a statue and look to get his hands up. He's able to, you know, go from a, a swim to a rip. Oh, so you're saying when a defensive lineman, sorry to jump out of you, sit, yeah. when a defensive lineman comes off a ball, he's got a plan, and when that plan doesn't work and you stifle it, he has to have another plan. Yes, absolutely. Interesting. And uh, a lot of guys struggle with having that other plan and struggle with being able to transition very fluent into whatever that other plan was. When I watch Zach Allen's game, he hasn't been a person that has struggled with that. But you look at just last year, I don't think he had, you know, that Randy Gregory coming off the edge. I don't think he had that DJ Jones in the middle of the field. So I think Zach Allen's going to get a lot more opportunities to get one-on-ones that he's ever had in his career. And when you look at him out there at practice, I try to watch, you know, the big boys. It's a habit, right? I, my eyes, you know, Nate, you go to the pretty things, right? You want to see how guys are warming up and that stride and how they're running their routes. How their shoes are tied and yeah. if they're sweet, looking sweet with a towel and all yeah. that. Yeah, that's all I look at. Yeah. No, but at the start of practice, you like, I'm, I'm watching typically the ball. I'm happily the ball. has a tendency to look for that ball. It's started practice when these guys are doing OTAs. I'm I'm looking at those big boys. I'm looking at who's jumping up first in the line. I'm looking at who's better in better conditioned shape than the other individual. And what I've seen out of Zach Allen, first at every drill. Like when they go from drill to drill, he's the first defensive lineman out there. But he's the first one to step up and to do a drill, even if he does not know what that drill is. There's a lot of guys that will sit at the back and be like, hey, coach, I got to get these mental reps from other people. Where Zach Allen's like, all right, coach, let's do it. Like, tell me what you want me to do. I'm going to go out here and do it to the best of my ability. So it's nice to hear Sean Payton praising him with uh, the first week and a half of training cap down. Yeah, five and a half sacks last year for Zach Allen. He's a fifth-year pro this year. 20 quarterback hits last year and 10 tackles for loss. So he's very active. You know, um, Sean Payton talks about the energy and the motor that it takes to be that kind of player, play in and play out. 
Have you played against defensive linemen who are like, you know, bat out of hell one play and then just kind of took a play off the next play? Yeah. Um, typically, that you're, you're going to see that. You're going to see a defensive line wear down. That was one of the things that I loved when we got Peyton because he would try to keep a defensive personnel out there as long as possible. So you got a lot of opportunities to break the huddle and just kind of chuckle to yourself because you knew you were the better conditioned football team, that these guys were gas tired. And when a guy's tired, they're a step slower and they're not going to be able to make that play. So you knew that that was going to equal out to great things on that drive that you were on at that point. So you're just talking about you're impressed with Zach Allen, and you're talking about how the situation on this defense is superior to the one he was in last year. He's got D.J. Jones. He's got Randy Gregory, right? He's got Frank Clark. He's got these emerging players, Nick Benito. Is is the prowess of that defensive line perhaps the reason why this offensive line has struggled so much in the first couple weeks, considering that the defense does hit the ground running and the offense does need to think about all these things, where they're supposed to line up, what the checks are. So could the offensive line struggles be due to just this defensive line being awesome? I think that that plays a a part into it, but it's not a big enough factor in my opinion because – when I look at the run game, yeah, this offensive line was supposed to struggle with the run game. When I've been out there in practice, it's been too many guys not winning their individual battles when it comes to the pass game. And when you have shoulder pads on, we had our guy, our friend, Jake Plummer, on here earlier. He's talking about it, right? It's hard for an offensive lineman to block a defensive lineman when you're in, like, the spiders, the little cushions. But when you throw on those shoulder pads now and the offensive linemen do have something to grab on, you expect it to look better than what it has looked. It should not look like uh, popcorn. That's what I kind of say all the time, right, popcorn. And my old coach, Dave Magazine, would say it. And the idea behind it is that, you know, each kernel, individual kernel pops at a different time, right? So now you have your right tackle being beat, you know, a second and a half into this. Your left tackle is being beat, you know, one second, point seven into this thing. And now it's coming, like, in different ways where Russ has to, you know, keep his eyes on that person. And then as soon as he, he, he escapes that person has to escape another person where these guys have struggled with their pass protection and to, for me you should come in a little bit ahead on the pass protection aspect of it so typically o-line coaches are old grizzly yeller dudes who just been around and they just like you know don't mind getting in your face and dog cussing you creating really high expectations and being a jerk about it if you don't get it right well, this is a different type of offensive line coach. This is Zach Street. He just left the league. Yeah. He's almost, you know, just about their age. Do you think there's a disconnect there? I mean, are you concerned at all that the coaching job being done in this room is, I wouldn't say inadequate, but not what these guys are used to to get them going? Um, no, I, I don't believe there should be a disconnect because I look at a guy like Zach Streif and he wasn't the most athletic. He wasn't the strongest. He wasn't the biggest. He wasn't the fastest. Um, but yet he held on for dear life and carved himself a great career out of the NFL. What he was doing at the right tackle position was farly different than everybody else on that offensive line. So when I look at a guy like that, this guy should be able to give these guys for the Broncos offensive line multiple tools, and now it's up to these guys to pull them out at the right time in order to be successful. I don't think Zach's going to be like, for instance, I had a coach, Joe D'Alessandro. He's with the Baltimore Ravens right now. He's the offensive line coach. He came in day one and told me, listen, we don't jump set here. We want you to go vertical. Well, that's a huge part of my game. So why are you handcuffing me where for the first four years of my career, I've had so much success out of that. The best coaches are the guys that understand that 
each individual is not the same. And now you might have to give another individual multiple tools because that person's body is not you know as the, like the other person on the opposite side's body where that person can do the same thing every single time and yet there's no doubt about it as the players are working out the kinks and learning the system the coaches are working out their kinks and we've got a couple first-year coaches out there doing this for the first time in those position group meetings and when you are in with your position group it's just you and your position coach that means the offensive line and zach street who's running meetings for the first time who's trying to figure out this room and how to work with them and by the way davis webb as well the quarterback coach is what about six or seven years younger than the starting quarterback so interesting dynamics here but the guy you have at the helm sean payton is experienced he knows what he wants to see and he's going to make sure it's dialed up just like that we're here live from training camp 2023 in the denversports.com zone thanks to our friends from con construction a commercial general contractor specializing in tenant improvement and design build projects for over three decades that's con k-a-h-n construction Dot com. All right, guys. Uh, look, I'm looking up on that berm right now, and practice is about halfway over. Um, it's the second hour of practice where we really get going. And, um, hey, we're going to keep this thing going. Bleacher Report, though, guys, made a post asking a, a simple question. Who are some of that, Who are some athletes Sorry, that would dominate in another sport? Some of the answers. Next. <laughs> 